When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Number one, still. Hey guys, I'm Sai, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Danny Patton Fight Show. This is episode number 41. We are talking last night's UFC as well as the latest MMA news shows available in video format at youtube.com slash Ace Podcast Nation and uh, audio format in basically all the radio and podcasting apps and platforms you can find. Uh, Ace Podcast Nation, of course, does shows and series on many different subjects featuring top guests, expert analysts, and more. So give us a follow on social media and uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, most importantly. And you can also follow the Danny Button Fight Show on Instagram and Twitter at Danny Button FS for a more streamlined experience with just MMA talk there. But uh, joining me, to talk the fighting world. First of all is the former Cage Warriors champion, UK MMA legend, Mr. Danny Button. Welcome, mate. All right? Yes, I. I'm doing good as always. Always. The back eye's gone. The beard's back. It's back to normal. Back to normal. <laughs> as, as normal as, as, normal as you could be. <laughs> and, Danny uh, normal. No, <laughs> I never I'm heard so... them two go together ever. Ever. <laughs> Ever, ever. And I'm also thrilled to welcome back to Ace Podcast Nation. And also, I think, his first appearance on the Danny Button Show is uh, Cage Warriors lightweight, Mr. Tom Mearns. Welcome back, mate. You right? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm all right, buddy. Have you, you haven't been on the Danny Button Show, have you? You've been on, I, I know you did, uh, you did the unscripted, uncensored, didn't you? But you haven't been on this show. That's nah, been a long time. I get time, a Danny Button Show every week. Yeah, yeah you're probably <laughs> sick, of, sick of him. Sick of him. Uh, I try right. to avoid him, Sai, but... Yeah, well, that's it. He, I, wonder, I, wonder, I, wondered, I wondered why you kept... <laughs> when, not when there's two of us, you know. Well, I, yeah. well, I wondered. He kept saying to me, I don't want Tom on. I don't want Tom on. Don't, 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 don't put Tom It's because I'm so handsome. Look uh, at me. <laughs> he don't want me ruining his podcast. Uh, uh, Tom, was that, a, was that a yogurt you was eating before you come on, or you've been playing with yourself? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing with myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's... it's it's gone already. It's gone. Yeah. Off the rails. We go. I thought we'd muck about at the beginning so we can yeah, edit it easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's easily done. Keep it all together. But um, a bit of news to talk about before we get into uh, last night's UFC card. So um, Michael Chandler signed with the UFC this week. And straight away is uh, the reserve or the stand-in replacement for uh, the Khabib uh, Gaethje fight, which is for the lightweight title which is fascinating. We just had a quick chat on it off air. Um, 
I'm not a massive on Michael Chandler. Like I think, you know, he's had a fantastic career. He's had some high points and low points. Um, I just find it fascinating that he's going to go from like being in Bellator a couple of weeks ago to potentially being the UFC lightweight champion. But I know, uh, Danny, you were you spoke highly of him when he became available and people were talking up his UFC chances. And I believe you said you'd like to see him face Conor McGregor. Yeah, I think uh, that'd be a good teardown because Chandler's not afraid to strike with a potential better striker. Um, and uh, I just think he, he would really take it to him. And I think it would be absolutely explosive. And he's got a little bit of a get out. As long as he don't get caught and knocked out with the single punch, he can rely on his wrestling to, to dirt it up a little bit and to mix it up. So mm. I think it would be a really good really good test for Conor McGregor. But he'll allow Conor McGregor to express some of his game as well. Yeah. Do you think he's, um, you know, he deserves to have his UFC, his chance in the UFC? Because obviously he was there before, wasn't he? But I, do. I think it's a different game now. Um, you know, personally, you know, being a fan of his and stuff, I wished it was three years ago that he had yeah, come yeah. in. Because, you know, without a doubt, he's hitting his twilight years. Not to say that his performances have been showing such, but, you know, we've talked about age a lot. Um, you know, he's been in a lot of wars. Uh, but he has kept himself together really, really well. Um, he has still got fight in him. But is he past his peak? Quite possibly the, the, the actual I think peak. Maybe he's just reaching past it now. But let's not take nothing away from him. On his night, he could um, spark anyone out. Yeah, and it's not just his age necessarily. I think I think also when you look at the people coming up into the UFC at the top of Cage Warriors... There's and you know and and elsewhere around the world. There's some the youth, younger fighters coming up mm. are just all round so strong that you even you know when you get you've got to be at the top of your game to make it and to keep and to stay there. And I'm not entirely sure that when he comes up against some of these younger, faster, hungrier fighters, whether he's still got it. But I don't know. Um, Tom, what's your opinion of Michael Chandler and his signing of the UF with the UFC? Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's really good. Uh, what Danny, what you guys were saying about him and McGregor, that would be a very interesting fight. Uh, mm. Reason being because I I feel like McGregor gets the knockout shots because he performs with his heart rate at a certain he uh, like he keeps it low, so mm. then he can ground his feet properly and land that left hand, for example. Whereas mm. someone like Chandler, it's hard to kind of like play the strategy. On, on the canvas to get him going where you want him to back him up to the fence or something he's going to do you know what I'm saying they're going to both impose their wills mm. that would be a really they're good gonna, fight yeah they're going to duke yeah. it out in the middle yeah so it's, it's hard to strategize with Chandler one, one of the things his biggest attribute is his physicality I find not not his strategy as such so it, it, he does have to go now and I think the UFC have caught him just right if you mm. see what I'm saying so mm. yeah yeah it's, it's going to be time. interesting yeah so, um, I tell you what, we mentioned Conor McGregor there. I'm just going to briefly touch. Dana White said, I think it was yesterday, maybe on Friday, that um, he's got something fun planned for Conor McGregor, uh, which he's put to Conor McGregor and his team, and they're interested. Um, so he hasn't named any names or anything like that. But basically, sounds like he's going to be back sooner rather than later, which is interesting because only last week, Danny, we were talking about the fact that he'd been arrested uh, after an in incident while he was out, but it sounds like they're not too worried about that. So yeah, they're making plans. In it. I guess there was I think nothing in it. Connor's the fight to make. Sorry to interrupt. I think they got to make that fight. 
Yeah. Chandler and Connor. Well, that is the fight. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I want to see Poirier and Connor with the winner getting the winner then of um, Khabib and Gaethje. I, I, I like just would Chandler like to see Poirier. Yeah. Poirier. The, um, I'd be interested to see with Chandler and Connor because one of the things which Conor McGregor does better than most, if not anyone, is he makes these weird angles for his left hand. Um, mm. And a lot of fighters struggle with it because they're like, they're not your kind of stereotypical um, angles that fighters come from, and they're used to sparring with and and you know did your training with each day. And he creates these angles to get that shot away. And I'm not. And you mentioned um, Chandler's strategy, uh, Tom, and I'm not entirely convinced that he'd be able to cope with those angles. And that you know, and then that comes back to as well. If Conor McGregor is where he was, for instance, against Cerrone, then I think that's where he could be a problem for uh, Michael Chandler. If he's like he was against Khabib, then I think Michael Chandler would have a tremendous chance of beating him. There's like two Chandler different. Would need to make it like when he fought Alvarez. Mm. Mm. Oh yeah. We just come out of the gate. You, yeah. you can't wait on Connor because what I said, what I meant about the heart rate thing, if if you give him time, he will pick the shot and he'll take it. So you, yeah. have to, you have to, a bit like a Covington slightly, but a bit more dog. Well, you, you have to hoax, hoax him into a dog fight and force yeah. him to fight in a zone he doesn't like to fight in. Well, he mm. always fights where he wants to fight because he's so goddamn intelligent compared to the people he's fighting. So he yeah, yeah, yeah. fight the fight he wants. So you never yeah. seen that stress. And that is because he's so smart. But then yeah, when you fought someone like Diaz, Diaz was the guy... And, what, and then you've got Habib. These guys made him fight in that zone where he had to, mm. you know, it's like more, slightly like higher pace, you know, he couldn't land yeah. that shot. Yeah, it was like he, to, they made him go toe-to-toe rather than um, just picking a shot and waiting for the right time. And I yeah, think... You can't pick him off. You can't pick him off. You have to go for it with, with someone like Connie. I would say you have to make him fight a dog fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He picks, he, he gets those angles because he creates space through that teep. You know, he pushes down the middle with teeps, yeah. side kicks, and he creates that distance and he pushes them back and, and they're either going to footwork to their left or to their right and he just plants that cross hand according mm. to where they sidestep. It's like he knows they're going to come off centre and he plants yeah. them down. But you've got to push someone back to get those nice angles from that cross hand. Chandler will not back off. Yeah. So he ain't, he, he ain't going to have the setup angle. He won't get the setup angles. Yeah, even with um, with Kavanaugh yesterday with Johnny Walker, when Johnny Walker was going steaming in, uh, you could hear Kavanaugh telling him to to, to take a breath and pick his shots. So mm. I think that's clearly something which they do. Uh, it's S- it's SPG, um, the team though generally is that they work on strategy of fights and they work on finding that big shot at the right time. And obviously Conor McGregor's made a career from it. Um, you know, there's a there's a few like whilst everyone is kind of scrambling, or a lot of people are scrambling for that Khabib rematch. Like whilst, yeah, okay, it'd be a good event, and I think I'd I would like to see how McGregor does as that fully focused Conor McGregor versus Khabib, and he was at the top of his game because I do feel that he worried so much about Khabib's wrestling that he didn't implement his normal strategies and game plans that he would have. Whereas I'd also be quite happy to see him fight a Poirier, a Gaethje, um, a Chandler, 
there's there's a lot of fights out there. Masvidal, maybe just like super fights, a D- the Diaz trilogy fight, for instance. Like, there's a lot of super fights out there from McGregor that I'm more interested in than the Khabib fight. But I wouldn't be disappointed either if they put him against Khabib again at some point. Mm. How bad um, do you think McGregor would want these fights now? I, I think he's. I think he's only interested in super fights. I do. I think that's yeah. the only reason he took the yeah. Cerrone fight so because Cerrone's a big yeah. Reach that level, like, haven't you? You wouldn't stick around for people to try and make a name off of what you've achieved. Mm. Yeah. When, Why should he fight you... anyone who's yeah, not already established? Yeah, I don't think he wants to go on that build run to to get a title. I don't think he wants to have to prove himself in stages. I yeah, think he either wants, wants to fight for wants a title it, yeah. or. Or a super fight match, or for you know the top, world's toughest man belt, or <laughs> yeah. Like if they offered him the Khabib fight, like the start of next year, he would take it. If yeah. they said you've got to beat Poirier and then Chandler, and then I you can have a title like shot, he'd be like, no thanks. Yeah. Which is. I wonder know, how like, his training would be like at this stage of his life too. Just well, Kavanaugh said that in his when in the in the build to Cerrone fight, he was like. As if he was like seventeen, eighteen again. But yeah. you know, I, 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 from a personal point of view, when you have got that much money, yeah. I think it has to be the right fight because otherwise your motivation is just not going to be there. It's natural, like, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit with Tyrone Woodley later. But like, when you haven't got to do it to pay your bills or make a living, or even if you, you know, you've got all that stuff, but you, you're not set for life. Like when you're set for life in the way that Conor McGregor is, whereby he's earning money every day from whiskey and ads and sponsorships, he doesn't need to fight at the moment. Like it must be very difficult then to get up at five AM and go for a run and then train, you know, all day on and do a fight camp. Like it's got I think it's gotta be the right fight for him. Otherwise yeah. I don't think that the motivation would be there. But I thought he looked motivated against um Cerrone and when you look how Cerrone did against Nico Price last night, I think that shows how good Conor McGregor can still be. The fact that's what that... I think about Cerrone was so incredible. I want to know where his motivation comes from. What an internal yeah. motivation. Yeah, because he's, he's been hanging around for so long. He's hugely successful man. financially. Well, like is it, yeah, Cerrone is was so strange. Like he'll go on like he'll probably go on like a three or four fight win streak now, and then he'll lose a couple. And then he kind of seems to fall in love with it all over again and yeah. do it all over again. It's, it's a strange one. Um, on the subject of legends like Cerrone, uh, the UFC released John Dodson, who I think is a legend. I think, uh, mm. would you agree with that, Danny? A legend? Uh, of, uh, yeah, Dodson's been, Dobson's been fantastic. fantastic. Uh, I've really enjoyed watching him fight over the years. Um, yeah, and it is kind of sad to see him go. But You're surprised they let him go. Yeah, I thought you know he could still be relevant in there, but I am by the same token, I'm not surprised either. He did um, cl- beat Nathaniel Wood, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Last yeah, fight, wasn't it? Yeah, the fight for. But um, yeah, he recently signed a new in June. He signed a new five fight deal, mm-hmm. um, and he still he hasn't retired. He still wants to fight, but for some reason the UFC. I got to be honest. Like I was looking at some of the divisions in the UFC, um, the bantamweight. The middleweight, and I think he is a bantamweight, isn't he? Mm. Um, the bantamweight, the middleweight, the featherweight, and the lightweight titles specifically are incredible. They're so 
loaded, like, down to, like, the fighters ranked, like, 30th and stuff, that at some point the UFC as a business have got to cut some fighters. And I mm. guess if you look at it from that business point of view, people like um, John Dodson, who are maybe, they're not the biggest names in the world, but they're getting on a bit. I guess they're going to be the guys they let go because you're not going to get rid of young fighters who've, who are coming up and building a reputation for themselves and you're not going to cut the big names. So mm. that kind of only leaves those kind of in-between guys. Uh, I'm not sure, but I, I, I do feel for him. Um, and I know, like, there's a couple of, a certain couple of, of Welsh bantamweights who would have liked to fight it for him. Um, but, you know, is what it is, I suppose. But uh, a fantastic career. I'd, I'd fully expect to see him in Bellator before long. Would you agree yeah, with or, that, Danny? Or, or, or one, one, one FC. That, that's a, one quite They've a been uh, collecting some good fighters, actually, haven't they? One My FC. goodness, have you seen some of the lightweight division fights? Crazy, <laughs> the tenacity. The, they, they just go hell for leather in there. I think we'd, cover, seen... though. we'd cover those those events more if yeah. we didn't... If they, you know, there's UFC every week, and then, and then mm-hmm. when you're coupling Cage Warriors and Bellator, it's, there's just not enough hours in the day to watch it all. Mm. But, yeah... They do have some incredible stuff. I see it uh, and now and again. Um, okay, so just before we move on, um, Thomas, you have a fight on Saturday. So we appreciate you joining us the week before your fight. Uh, so when this goes out, it's literally days, days before you uh, you fight on Saturday. Are you all set for that, mate? All set, all set, yeah. Everything's good. Feeling good. <laughs> I went... Um... For a little light session today with my brother and just working on some flow. Went uh, well in the park, really, just doing that numbering system, Danny. No, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, like, I didn't need to do anything today, but I just met up with Richard and then um, just kept the gears moving on the, on the, uh, just kept flowing, really. I'm going to have a real hard day tomorrow because I, I feel like I can, you know, and then um, I spend, well, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday recovering. So, but yeah, no, I feel really good. Really all good set. session yesterday. Yeah, all set. Seriously, so, um, I can keep training up until the fight. Do you know much about your opponent? Kieran Lister is your opponent, isn't he? Yeah, um, yeah, I, I've studied him. You know, my last couple of fights, I didn't really, really look into him too much. So, I've been watching Kieran Lister. And it's a good fight. He's similar to me in a fair few ways. You know, he was early in his career, he was more of an orthodox fighter. So he could be orthodox naturally, and then I see he fights more from the southpaw. Okay. Uh, boxing looks good, tidy. Has a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and um, he likes the left kick quite a lot. You know, clinical, clinical fighter. But um, there's nothing I haven't come across. You know, I fought much scarier guys than Kieran Lister, and that's a fact. It's good to hear, mate. And I'm sure uh, a certain, certain Mr. Barton will have. Some strategies for you to uh, take into yeah. the fight. The, yeah. uh, I mean, his I've most famous you. one being the oil check. And... <laughs> yeah. yeah, in my head, I know how I'm going to do this fight. I know how I'm going to get this win. Yeah. But yeah, I just, you know, I don't like vice versa him having the black belt. I couldn't really care. Um, okay. you know, I respect I respect that. I res- but it's not, you know what I mean? I can, I can beat him in the grappling. I can beat him in the striking, beat him in the wrestling. Like the whole MMA as a whole. That's where I'm going to beat him, and in the flow, 
on the flow of things. That's why I met up with my brother today just to just to keep drilling some striking technique, and then I met up with my brother yesterday, started drilling some ground and pound drills, some yet again more striking strategy. Just it's just I feel I feel good for the fight, you know. So cool. I feel like, um, yeah, my hands are gonna get the job done as well. Yeah, we, me and you are going to have a, a detailed chat about the fight at some point this week in yeah. uh, preparation to promote the show. But um, the one thing I was going to just quickly ask you, what about like um, of your, your weight and stuff? Obviously, fighters cutting weight in that last bit of the week. Everything on course for that nicely? Yeah, so um, I weighed myself today and I'm, I'm water loading, so I weighed 76 kilograms. I mean, I can sweat out like... To make featherweight, I'd sweat out about four kilos on the morning of the fight. Minimum, yeah. Sometimes five kilos, you know, usually four. So, to weigh 76, water loading, it's, you know, it's going to be fine. So, Sweet. if any, you know, yeah, so weight's all on point. I'm not very big for the weight class, but I feel like going. that's my advantage going forward because, like I said, I can I can get a real another good hard session in tomorrow. Yeah. And I, I like that, though, because I'm going to, feel that kind of emulate that stress of a fight and then it's not even that long I can't get this camera on me probably it's not even that long from my last hard session to when I will be fighting again so it's going to be so normal to be in that high elevated state in the fight yeah so if he's going to have a hard weight cut he's really going to struggle with me on that you know mm. so yeah good stuff yeah, um, we just talked about Conor McGregor um, yeah. let's give it a mystic Mac from uh, the fighter and the coach that could be a podcast name in itself the fighter and the coach so um giving myself ideas as we're going along danny what do you predict from tom Mearns versus kieran lister win by ground and grind grind, grind, and grind. grind. i'm saying win by <laughs> knockout quite frankly <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, I feel that I don't really care. I, I just, like, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm I mean, not attached to any outcome either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, me and Thomas, we we spoke about it, and that, you know, we don't want to give anything too much away. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if it goes to, to to the ground, we've got strategies in place for that, and um, but it's all going to come from the grind. That that's sort of like just a hint. Um, yeah. Tom's one of the best best grinders. That, that we've ever come across. Um, I've seen him outstrike better strikers you know, okay. in the gym because he can orchestrate and put the whole elements together seamlessly. Um, I've seen him, you know, punch black belts into feeling like they're white, white belts because of the way he knows how to implement the MMA in the ground scenario. Um, yeah. You know, I've always seen Tom as someone that is like an orchestra. And you kind of have to get everything playing all at the right time, or it can sound dreadful. And uh, just recently, I feel like we've really got him back to band practice. Let's just say that he's um, to band, you know, filing, filing, yeah, that's right, yeah, it, it got him back on track, and it's been exciting watching him. Um, you know, he's been been sparring a lot with Jordan, and and Jordan's utterly world class everywhere. And um, yeah, the, the, watching them spar has been a been a treat during this. I was going to say that must have been a treat. Um, yeah. Okay. So, just very quickly before we go on to um, the UFC card from last night, what I want to do is we're going to give our predictions for the Cage Warriors card and for the UFC card next week. Um, so instead of doing them at the end of the show, we're going to do them now. Um, so you don't have to give too much detail because there's a lot of fights. Just give us uh, 
one way or the other. If you want to add anything, you can. Um, so we'll start with Cage Warriors on Thursday. Um, I'm, okay, Oban Elliott versus Mikhail Figlak at lightweight. Danny? Oh, we've got to go Oban. Yeah, Absolutely. So. Tom? <laughs> I guess so, Ben. I don't really, I haven't really studied any of them guys. You know, I've been yeah. That that that, that, that new meat, that new meat, yeah. but the the fresh they're, meat. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I'll say Oban. of the high school. Oban. Yeah, yeah. He, he, they're good. They're good. Yeah. He's got. I've been um, so some of these fights. You know, I've been so focused on just what's in front of me right now. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know I mean? so that's yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Man, you just uh, just say one or the other if you're not yeah, sure. Man. Uh, Adam Amarasinga versus Connor Hignett. I'm going to go Amarasinga. Amarasinga, from what I saw from his last performance, yeah, uh, impressive, it's extremely it? impressive. Performs like that, yeah, it'd be hard to bet against him. That, um, did Luke Shanks fight Connor Hignett? Yeah, he did, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah he, 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 well, he fought Amarasinga. He fought Amarasinga. I don't know, where, yeah, did he fight I the other guy as I well? I thought he fought Connor Hignett as well. Yeah, yeah as well, yeah. He fought both of them, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and I believe if I... I need to double check that, but um, I'm was it, that didn't he? Gun. Yeah, didn't didn't Luke win by guillotine with Connor? Is that the one he won with guillotine? I can't remember now. Oh, maybe. But I know, I, I know, Amazinger. Yeah, I know Amazinger. Um, Luke had got a sickness bug literally the yeah. two days before, fr throwing up everywhere, and uh, even throwing up before we went out to fight, and then afterwards throwing up. Um, but we couldn't hey. pull him out. We we. Um, he's, he, He's a tough G, isn't he? I'm um, an absolute fan of Luke Shanks. Like, yeah, he's a warrior. Like, you got hey, like, um, you know, some of the biggest stars in the sport. Like we can mm. talk Corey, we can talk the Diaz. Like um, when you watch them, something pulls on your heartstrings. And when I watch Luke Shanks, like I'm, I'm fully his fan. Do you know what I mean? When yeah, I yeah, yeah. I'm so invested every time he fights. Mm -hmm. uh, he just um, embodies what the human spirit can do when it pulls through like like a hard fight. I've seen him in wars. Haven't we, Danny? We've seen him. Oh man, wars. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah he still comes. So he he, come, he still him. comes. Yeah, that's yeah, his. He, yeah, he still comes down trains and stuff. He's he, he's, yeah, he's a good good friend. Absolutely, he's yeah. Title this weekend. He's I believe so. He, yes. um, well, we're going to get to that now. He beat uh, both guys via decision, by the way. Um, no, no. Uh, uh, Luke lost Luke against lost Amazon. Amazon oh. by decision. And then it he says beat, on there, he beat him by decision. decision. Mm -hmm. No, oh, he lost. In a, LFC, LFC 10. That's wrong. Yeah, that's, uh, that's wrong. Yeah, yeah, might yeah, be wrong. He lost Amazon, but he did beat. Oh, no, I beg your pardon. I read it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah but he beat. Uh, they both went to decision. Uh, Aaron Khalid, guest on the show a couple of weeks ago, versus Mick Stanton at Welterweight. Yeah, yeah, Khalid, he, he's a monster. The Welsh Khalid's, Khabib. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that's, uh, yeah. that's Ben. Oh, I got him mixed up. They won't like <laughs> wow, that. They won't Sorry, like lads. That. <laughs> Jesus. But I'm sure he won't mind that label. No. He, yeah, Aaron won't mind it. Ben won't be happy then. <laughs> um, who have you got there, uh, Tom? Khalid, he, he, he's tough, man. I've seen him fight. He's a oh, yeah. really durable fighter. So, mm. yeah, yeah and I don't know too much about the other guy, but Mick Stanton, he's an experienced guy, Dan, isn't he? Mick Stanton, mm -hmm. yeah, sure about I've maybe got focused on my own weight classes, fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure Khaled for that one. Uh, we'll go back up, we'll go up to the, the co main event for that night. Jake, hey, uh, Jake Hadley versus Sharj Hake Hack. Uh, Danny? let's go Had Hadley, yeah. gonna go Hadley. Uh, that's a flyweight one, that is. 
that's a hard one to call because Hadley is so much younger. And mm. um, what, uh, what's the name of the other guy? Uh, Sharj Hack. Yeah, so he's going to be such, uh, like, have so much more mature wisdom about him as a fighter, maybe. So you, that's what's so interesting about this fight. You've got the the young, um, I imagine Jake Hadley would be so young and hungry. He's highly rated, like, isn't he, Hadley? Yeah. Man, I, I just think he's going to be... I will go with um, Hadley. Yeah, I think Hadley's just going to be too too lively for him, too, too sharp. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think I know your answer to this one, but we'll say anyway. The main event of the Thursday evening is the flyweight title fight. And it's Samir Fadin, the champion, versus Luke the Apocalypse Shanks. Yes, it's a Shanks all the Come way. Come on, Luke. Yes. Mm. I'm invested in that fight. Yeah, oh, yes. and, and I'm impressed with the, you know, the camp that he's training with and the coach that he's got now. He really dotes on Luke. Um, he's gone to a really good good home up there, and yeah. uh, it's just done nothing but but help him, and they've honed him to to the next step level. I mean, of course, you know, I'm not taking anything away from ourselves and our own team. I'm sure we could have done it as well. We would have just done it a different way and different direction, yeah, yeah. but different circumstances led to him having to move up there, and uh, uh, but it hasn't done him any any bad whatsoever. No, and uh, I think he's ready to hit the big time. Yeah, I I agree. Um, Samir Fadin is no mug, mind. So um, it is Luke, not. Luke will have to be at the top of his game, but I do think Sam he'll Creasy. do it. How did Sam Creasy do with him? I know the result. He, he, I think he was he was winning all the way through, wasn't he? And then yeah, it all went pear shaped or something. I think it went pear shaped towards the end, yeah. didn't it? If I remember mm. uh, yeah. correctly. And um, I think that was the fight that you know Raymond was trying to give him some advice about how he holds his guard, uh, striking guard. Um, we were saying, hey, look, you know, you've got to be tighter with your form. You know, you're going to come unstuck. <laughs> and all good blow me, you did. You know, you come unstuck yeah. with that. But yeah, uh, uh, Sam is a talent, though. He's an absolute oh, yeah. talent. He's the one that should have always been, but just hasn't for, for whatever reason, you know. Yeah. Uh, then we got the Friday. Uh, ben Ellis, otherwise known as the Welsh Khabib, versus Kingsley Crawford at Featherweight. Da- yeah, Ben da- Ellis. Ben Ellis. Yeah, Ben Ellis. I'm going to go Ben Ellis. Go He's an intelligent, intelligent young man. That one, and um, Ooh, obsessed, yeah. the, obsessed with the sport, and um, and I like that. Yeah, I, I was see that, um, um, knockout he got with the ground and pound. Yeah, mm. from from Ooh. such short distance, and then I, that even inspired me because I'm like, I can do that. I, so, yeah. I, I watched that knockout, so I'm getting back in touch with. Well, I'm getting so much more back in touch with the sport now, and realizing I know what I can do. So yeah, I, mm. I, I, I get inspiration from other people. So now I saw. I don't know anything about Ben Ellis. I've only seen a clip of his ground and pound. And then mm. it made me think back to how sometimes you don't realise how, the sh- like, from the short range, how much damage you can do. Like, oh, the way yeah. he scored his ground and pound, that's something I will start bringing into my game. The way no, you've had, you've, you've won fights in such fashion, yes. if you think back, and I, and I, short and range. Then, exactly, I'm going to bring that back in, but I'm going to work mm. on it and develop it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I, maybe I'll do it this weekend. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. every, every given every opportunity I have to inflict damage in the ground, because I'm not mm. too obsessed with positions in my head. Like if I'm going to do damage as soon as mm. in any grappling exchanges, I'm going to start scoring and racking up damage. And um, mm. I'm going to study Ben Ellis because I think I'll get some inspiration and I'm going to improve my game going forward. I am. Mm. I was yeah. really impressed with Ben. Um, he was on the show last week. His technical um, analysis of the fights and stuff was really impressive for like a young guy 
just because a lot of fighters who I speak to, they don't watch a lot of fights outside their division or outside their own kind of little bubble. But he literally watches everything. Mm. Like he watches Bellator, he watches uh, Cage Warriors and just anything he can watch. He gets it and he analyzes every little detail. And um, he's, he was impressive, wasn't it, uh, Dan? It was yeah. really, like yeah. you could tell straight away, like he's just got this focus and this obsession on improving and the technical side of it. So it's interesting. Yeah, I think switched on sums him up. He's yeah. just a real switched on lad. 100%. Um, so I'm going to fly through these last couple on Thursday. I'm not going to go through every fight, like I said. Uh, we got James Webb versus Craig White at middleweight in the Cage Warriors uh, Thursday. Friday. Uh, let's go for Mr. Webb. I don't, again, these are now those some two, fighters I'm, familiar I'm, not, with those two, so yeah. I'm not so sure about. But, um, yeah. Uh, Tom, you familiar with either of those? Uh, Webb, James know, Webb and Craig White? I know Craig White. He had a little run in the UFC, so he didn't. He fought Diego Sanchez. Oh, right, okay. um, but he didn't do too well, though, did he? I feel like, um, like, he if might I remember, be right. like you in his life, Danny, like a, a good strategist coach. Because mm, mm. maybe when I've seen him, he ain't short of heart, Craig White. That's for sure. He is a fighter. Mm. It is. Um, imagine if he took his attributes he has now. And is he that? Is he Scottish, um, Tom? Oh, he's from down south, I believe. Craig. Oh, White. Right, okay. Yeah, Listen, yeah. I was wondering if I yeah. might get him confused with someone else. Yeah, so um, um, I'm going to say Webb. Uh, okay. Going forward, I would like to see more strategy from someone like um, Craig White. But he really is a fighter. fighter. So, like, you know, my hat's off to someone like Craig White. He, you know, I'm going to say Webb. I'm going to say Webb, right. yeah. Um, then we've got two title fights then. Uh, Nathias Frederick, who's the champion, versus Jamie Richardson, a middleweight. Uh, Danny, who you got, Craig? Yeah, he's going to stay champion, man. Matthias Frederick and yeah, Tom. Yeah, he's going to stay champion. I don't know who that... I know who um, Richardson is. So, um... Is, is Matthias Frederick, uh, Dan, is he the one <coughs> um, that everyone was raving about previously? As like, yeah, I mean, that's, he's going to be been, an absolute superstar. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about him. And, um, you know, he hasn't been disappointing with his performances no. at all. No, I was going to say, if it's the one I'm thinking of, he's very, very impressive. Mm. Yeah, but um, so, and then we've got the main event is the bantamweight title fight, which is Jack Cartwright, the champion versus Gerardo Fanny. Yeah, I don't know much about this. Uh, well, I know lots about Fanny, but not that Fanny. Yeah, I don't honestly know much about him. I don't know yeah. whether, and I would have taken the time out to have a proper research but I've had a lot yeah, on my plate yeah I just wanted to have a little fly fly through them and just see yeah so uh, I'm going to have to say Cartwright to keep it yeah. I'm saying okay. Cartwright stays the champion as well yeah yeah. and then uh, we got the Saturday which is a ridiculous card uh, so on the prelims we've got Steve Amiable versus Jordan Vucinic of BST at Featherweight Jordan, who's winning okay. that yeah. do yeah, I need Jordan. to ask yeah I'm going to say uh, Jordan absolutely everywhere he will outstrike this guy. If he tries to wrestle with him, he'll get counter-wrestled. And if they want to mix it on the ground, well, not many people other than myself can deal with Jordan on the ground. That's <laughs> where you got your black eye from, wasn't it? Uh, I, um, <laughs> that was from one of my amateurs. Bring more creativity to the fight, you know. He, he bring much more flair and finesse, that's what I'm saying. He, he, he's got it's tricks. Yeah. He's got a lot of tricks. He's just... When you're standing with him, 
you're just not quite sure what's going to come. It's weird. He's, he throws things out. You just don't see them coming. It's, he's just got such an acute way of, of striking. And, you know, he's, he does a lot of work with JB Graham, um, our striking coach. And mm. he's done wonders for his game. But Jordan does go training other places as well. You know, he's uh, really open to suggestions from other coaches. And um, I can't remember the name of the guy's uh, the name off the top of my head that he goes gets pad work from. But, um, oh, my goodness. Yeah, he'll curse me for not remembering. Hmm. Uh, do, you, do you know the name of the guy that he goes and does the pads with as well? Um, oh, my God, how embarrassing. But uh, I might remember and I'll mention it again a little later down the line. But, yeah, um, yeah uh, this guy is incredible at holding pads and really allows Jordan to express his fluidity on the pads. And that's been working wonders as well. You start, start to see that transfer over into his sparring in the gym. Um, yeah, it's really, uh, it's just exciting. It's exciting. And Abel's a great fighter, full of experience. Yeah, full of experience. So it's going to be a great it? test. So, you know, the thing that's going to get Jordan up and going is the fact that he's fighting against someone that could have an impact in any one of those areas. So he's going to be switched on in every swing of one of those areas. And when Jordan's switched on, you've you got to have your game on to not be stopped. Yeah. I really have. I, um, I titled the video for the interview which I did with him uh, the epidemic is ready to take over and uh, it was very well received it did lots of views and um, he's, he talks well as well doesn't he Jordan he, like he's he's very confident in his own ability and he yes we hear it every time he comes in the gym oh my god he walks in with a swagger and uh, yeah he, 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 chats, he chats shit to everyone that he walks past in the gym <laughs> Um, and then we've got Sam Creasy versus Nikolai Leblond at flyweight. you got there, mate, Danny? Uh, yeah, Creasy. Creasy's going to pick him apart. Yeah. Uh, Paul Hughes versus Aiden Stephen at bantamweight. That's a good fight. I'm actually, I don't know either of these guys. Don't, I don't, Paul Hughes' side. There's definitely a bit of I was going to say, Paul him. Hughes is... Uh, I'm not sure. Aiden... Ah, uh, what's their last name? But I'm, I am Aiden Stephen. Aiden Stephen. Uh, he's he's very good, you know. I've seen him fight in the past. That's a hard one. Mm. It really is. I gotta go with Hughes though. Um, he's Kieran Lister. Right now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, Kieran Lister. What about this guy? Is he gonna win mm. his fight? Of course not. <laughs> of course not. He'll get beaten uh, on the floor. So when we talk about the grind, it's like bring that grind, but I'm talking about flow as well. Mm, you know, so mm. absolutely, he will be will be beaten Saturday night. Absolutely. Uh, and then we got a featherweight title match between Morgan Charrier and Max Koga. Danny, do you familiar yeah, with go, those guys? Yeah, yeah. Let's go, with Charrier. Tom, um, I'm going to say Max Koga. Um, then yeah. one of the fights of the week for me, uh, Mason the Dragon Jones oh, fighting man. Adam Proctor for the vacant welterweight title. Obviously, Mason is the current lightweight title holder. Uh, who you got there, Dan? Mason to me is just so solid. I, um, yeah, I, I can't see him losing it. Uh, I know it's a step up in weight, isn't it? But, um, yeah. You just I can't just see him. He can't find holes in his game. No, 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 no. He's he, he and he he just presses. He just presses mm -hmm. forward, and um, yeah, he, he's impressive. Another intelligent lad, you know. We, we mm -hmm. we've had him on, and he comes across very, very well. 
Um, I think he's going to have some good game plan for this guy. And I just think he's just going to be too much for him all round. I think he'll just pressure him. I think he'll just make him... Be too much for him. Yeah, I just think he's going to push the guy in, into doing unforced errors or into forced errors. Mm. Uh, what about you, Tom? Adam, I haven't seen enough Adam of uh, Adam Proctor, but I believe he's very. Does he grapple most most probably when he fights? I think so. Yeah, I think he's quite um, grapple. Based. I was thinking if, if there's a fair bit of a size difference, I was actually going to say a decision wins Proctor. Yeah, by, but by controlling the chaos in the fight, getting ahead in the grappling and staying ahead in the grappling. Mason's not easy to take down, though. He's no, oh, he's got not easy to take down. down. Uh, yeah, yeah, and he's he's got good hands and good hands yeah. along with that that good sense yeah. of stability to stay on the feet. I, I just yeah. think it's going to be hard for Proctor to get it there, and I think he has to get it there. He has to get it to the ground, and um, I just don't know whether he's going to be able to get through with a fleck of. Uh, of attacks coming at him constantly because it will be constant. Mm. So uh, Proctor's five for ten, and about Jones is taller. And uh, Jones, pretty sure tall. Jones is. So Jones is five for ten. Um, oh, is he? Um, I thought he's four taller than that. Five I for ten. I haven't studied them enough to give you an actual educated answer on yeah. some of these fighters. But I'm going to make a guess that Proctor will win by um, a decision by getting ahead mm, on the ground. Interesting. That's all I'm saying. But like Mason I Jones has never been defeated. On these guys. Mm. Yeah, I mean, going up a weight, that, that, they do lose. that can happen. Yeah, when you yeah. go up a weight, it can happen. Adam yeah. Proctor's only lost once. Yeah, It's going to be ahead of a main event. What a but way to finish Adam the week. Adam Proctor has more um, experience on his side there. Yes, lost. yeah, he does, yeah. Mm. It's going to be like fascinating. Undefeated records, they don't... They don't um, I'm just like, okay, you know, they don't mean... They're, they're a great indicator, but there's, there's in the losses as well, there's mad experience to be gained there, and you're taking yeah. that into your fights with you. You know, mm. it's the other side of the coin that does strengthen you if you take the right approach after. Mm. You know, these, these, these undefeated fighters have a disadvantage there in a big way. Yeah, yeah. In a big way. 100%. Um, here's a, a, a trivia question for you, Tom, which I asked Danny a couple of weeks ago. If, um, if Mason wins on Saturday, he'll yeah. become only the third person to be a two-weight uh, champion in Cage Warriors. Can you name the other two? Tom Mans. <laughs> no. Uh, the, current, the ones that have done it before. The, say, yeah. can I, oh, the, other, the other two, that would be Conor McGregor and is it um, the guy who has the axe? What's his name? You know what about? The guy I don't who know. had the Because he, he won in two-weight classes, didn't he? I don't know. Ah, but he's got to be a champion in two weight classes. Yeah, he beat Paddy Pimplett for the belt, and then he went down to featherweight and beat Morgan Sherrier. Or was that a lightweight? Uh, I'm not sure. The uh, according to the stats and Cage Warriors website, Soren the only back two was, people. That's what I was going to say. Who? Soren back. Ah, uh, that's okay. According to Cage Warriors statistics, have to have a look uh, at that. the only people are doing it who've ever done it is Conor McGregor and Dan Hardy. But uh, I'll have to have a look at that. Maybe they yeah, go over so, on. I believe, I believe Soren Back did win, or one was an interim title, maybe, actually. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, that com that complicates things if you're going to do. Yeah. yeah. Yes, but be interesting. I can't wait for next week. Um, okay, I say, well, we'll, go, we'll move on to the card from last night and then we'll finish the show with the UFC predictions because we're 40 minutes in already. Um, <laughs> 
been gassing. So uh, let's go. Uh, so we're going to talk the main card of last night's UFC. A fantastic card of fights it was. Um, very, very quickly, Danny. What was your, just your overall thoughts of the of the evening? Oh, man, there were some some great fights, some very very fast finishes, and um, uh, of t- both types of variety, knockout and submission. And um, my God, yeah, some some great full distance matches as well. And um, yeah, brilliant fight show, brilliant, brilliant, good Absolutely. matchups. Uh, overall thoughts, Tom? Yeah, it was a really good fight. I mean, I caught it this morning, but yeah, no, very good. Impressive stuff. Uh, so, first fight of <laughs> the night on the main card was uh, Kevin Holland versus Darren Stewart. Uh, Tom, yep. you go first, mate. Went to United, uh, went to a decision with Holland picking up the victory via split decision. Um, yep. How did you see this fight overall? Yeah, it was, it was a close fight. It was um, Darren had more. It looks like a slightly, almost looks like a Dutch tie boxing style sometimes. Yeah, planted you know, stance. Yeah. And I like that. I like the way he presses forward. And then um, Kevin Holland is, um, well, Kung Fu, so he's very creative. What I would have liked to see from Darren Stewart was, because he's got the frame to do it so well, is to really emulate like a Tyson style of boxing with real intent to really get in, slip his head on the on the inside. You know, like, I feel like he could press forward um, and then, well, I'd like to see him box more like a Mike Tyson style. It'd be so effective, so effective. But um, yeah, it was a good fight, close fight, and it went to Kevin Holland. But yeah, it was, I enjoyed it. I think, Did you, I, um, I think Darren can come on so far, though. I see. Yeah, there was lots of positives there for Darren Stewart. I really thought that. I really believe that. Um, I don't think like he looked outclassed in any way. I don't think you know it was like, oh, maybe he's not up to this standard of. You know the UFC standard. Um, I thought he did. There was enough positives there for Darren Stewart. Did you see the fight as the judges did, Tom? With um, kind of Stewart taking it. Uh, sorry, Holland taking the fight, or did you think Stewart? It was it. What decision was it again? Uh, so you know, Kevin Holland won by split, a split decision. Twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty eight, twenty nine. That's 29. fair. Yeah, split decision is fair. Um, yeah. So I had, I actually had Stewart winning round one and round three. And Holland winning the second round. Um, Danny, what did you have it as? And then how did you I see had, the fight? Yeah, I had Holland winning the first two and Stuart clearly okay. winning the third round. Um, yeah, Holland was slightly outpointing him at range and he was being quite funky, uh, being more diverse than Stuart. But for me, Stuart ha- had the advantage in the wrestling exchanges. It, mm. And he's got to think that he's given away some height. He was given away some range in terms of their style striking. What could have won it for Stewart was he's just to strategize a little bit more clever by using that superior. You know, he didn't have much risk of being taken down himself. He, he was the one trying to initiate the takedowns initially. But if Stewart just used his striking to press in and when it got close to clinch up, drive Kevin Holland against the fence, then strike on the break. He's both striking on the way in and on the way out. And I think yeah. that would have made it much more close. In fact, I would have think. I would think it would have put Stuart ahead on the strikes. I think they only so, went against him because on the strike count, he fell behind on Holland on the first two rounds. I was going to ask you about that because um, I felt in the first round, like Holland hit more strikes. But I thought Stuart had the more significant strikes. Yes, he, he had rock, cleaner he strikes. He rocked him with um, some rights 
in in exchange, and then he charged him, and they had a bit of a wild exchange. But before mm. the wild exchange, where they both kind of were going, I thought Stuart rocked him, and I felt like that kind of just edged around for him then. Over, like for me, like I mm. thought, like it was more significant than the pointing or the the kind of the strikes at range that Holland had been doing. Yeah, but it's difficult, isn't it? It's like I know the yeah. judges are probably looking at it differently to me. I but... think I, I think had Stuart staggered him and, and been able to follow up on it uh, to make it look really negative, but it was just a he moment. Did, yeah, it was just, it was a, just brief, a moment. Brief second, wasn't and it? I, I could I can't take the round off Holland just because of uh, of that. He did work harder. He was being really creative. Um, yeah, that's how I saw it. I um, see but, so much um, um, potential in, in Darren Stewart's box. Oh, yes. I really do. Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Area. But you, you've got to be able to make that, sh- you know, that short range, if you're saying, like, to, to fight like Tyson does. Yeah. It's got to make it count in two ways if you're giving away height and reach. And like I say, that's to, to, to crash in with it. You're inevitably yeah. going to be clinching up. And then to strike off that clinch and try to keep yo-yoing yeah. in and out rather than being out of long range all the time. Yeah, like if he had a really good wrestling coach work with him or if he really brought in the wrestling, you know, like if he felt indomitable whenever he got clinched and yeah. then he could just keep that boxing going. Yeah. I, I just see the way he's built. If Like he could become an absolute brutal puncher and then mm. fall back onto a solid uh, wrestling Like because uh, people are going to be shooting on him for their dear life. I just yeah, see yeah, yeah. But did you see his leg kicks? I know we've seen leg kicks off Stuart before, and it would have been nice to have perhaps seen um, some leg kicks going in with those. Do you think he underutilized them a bit, the leg kicks? Yeah, I do. Gone for it more. I, I do thought he could have because I thought, like you were just going to say there about the strikes following up the leg kicks. I thought could have that made all the difference in a split yeah, decision. Yeah, I thought yeah. that those leg kicks would have the way that they were affecting. Um, his opponent, I felt like if he had followed them up with some striking combinations, that actually could have made a real big difference. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Those leg kicks were almost isolated. He would do a leg kick and he wouldn't really follow it up. But then he wouldn't do another leg kick for a while either. And I felt yeah. like that was a missed opportunity. But I, I do think, I sincerely believe that there was enough positives there from Darren Stewart for him to take a great deal of heart and something from that fight, even though he did lose via split decision and he, you know, he'll be disappointed, etc. Um, I felt there was more than enough there to look at that for a positive outlook. Lots, lots of positives for Darren to take going forward. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so, for this next fight, uh, we were treated to another female, uh, another female interesting fight, uh, which we've been blessed with in 2020. Um, now, if I was writing a newspaper headline, um, Danny, for about mm-hmm. this fight... I think I'd go with either two things. I'd either go with a star is born because I think Mackenzie Dern really put her herself on the map as a top level fighter or a top level grappler at least, um, mm. and I feel like she's she's doing very very well um, to make yeah. a name for herself. Um, and if I was writing for like the Daily Sport or something obscene, uh, not the classiest of rags, I'd have put I'd probably would have put something like. Uh, Randa Marcus screws herself because she really, yeah. really let us not let herself down, but like her best chance of winning that fight was to get Mackenzie Dern into a striking battle 
and either mm-hmm. do it from range or get in the pocket and hit her with some big shots to the body mm. and try and hit her in, you know, and on the button. And she yeah. went straight down. Yeah, she and did. I was that like, was oh crazy. My, like, that's like the most ridiculous decision. Honestly, now, I don't like to criticise fighters, but I do like to give an honest opinion, whether it's good or bad. Yeah. Um, and when I saw that, I was like, that is the most ridiculous decision that I've possibly seen this year because if I was her coach and you'll be able to give a much better insight into it than me I would have been fuming to have a fight yeah. camp and to have come up with different and like I would hope that her strategy wasn't to try and grapple mm. with Mackenzie Dern and take it to the floor I would hope she that's not her strategy well, yeah uh, absolutely. so it's like and then if they... the reason why Mackenzie was there was because of uh, her uncoordination in the striking yeah yeah, yeah. Just yeah she fell off balance I mean? completely yeah, just through... And then, oh, mate, she gave a, a treat there, didn't she? Yeah, he yeah, was like, come yeah. on, come and have this victory. Well, that um, grappling, though, did look really good. She is, yeah, she is impressive, mate. The guard work was incredible. Incredible guard work. Yeah. Come on, Dan, tell us about the grappling, mate. I know you were uh, itching to. She, yeah, she's just so fluent and, and looks so good there. Um, yeah, I agree with you totally. Marcus going to the ground like that was just nuts. Uh, she could have just kicked her legs a little bit just to get a little bit of score time, um, maybe for 20, 30 seconds, and then just called it up, or the pref- probably the ref would have called it up at that point. And, yeah, you've got to make it a messy strike fest, which we know she's capable of. We've seen it before. But she went straight down into Dern's world. But Dern just didn't point, disappoint there. But in this ground situation, you had uh, Marcos with high posture in a – potential triangle situation so she was in what's called a triangle trap position mm. where you have the ankles linked which is a precursor for the triangle coming on and she had full posture but in the mma scenario or even in a grappling scenario really when you've got high posture like that you need to put the other arm or forearm into the groin um so that when they go to transition to say the other part or an arm bar you've got weight on the hips to kill the hips you've got to push the hips to the mat um, and it's hard to transition tight up onto the arm. You've got to have live hips to transition from triangle trap to an arm bar, yeah. triangle trap to an arm bar. You've got to have high, high live hips. So why she never put that arm? I would have been screaming for her to put that other arm in. And she had all the space to do so. There's absolutely no excuses other than not having the knowledge to do so and the mm. cornerman not having the knowledge the to tell her to do gotta so. He's got to be shouting that, hasn't he? And you would like, think they would, but they... It didn't, and that's why she transitioned to the Elma Plata. And we well, hope Mackenzie you don't... Dern said, sorry to interrupt you, Dan, she said yes, at can. the end, um, she was kind of grappling, and she said, um, and the Elma Plata was just there. I Like, I didn't want to, you know, I she said, I can't remember what she said, she was looking for something, and then she said, the Elma Plata was just there, so I kind of transitioned to that, and then she, I liked the way she didn't just, des- like, you know, when the, when the arm bar was there for the taking, she didn't rush, she kind mm-hmm. of gradually went through it and she went she went with like a different angle. I'm sure there's a name for it. Um, mm. And then she she gradually got to it until her arm was bent the wrong way and all that yeah. sort of stuff. But I was just, I was very impressed with her patience as well as her skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, you know, picking her moments to transition. Um, but she was given the opportunities to transition. Yeah, it looked like a lack of on knowledge, didn't it? On yeah, her opponent's my, my, part. She was out, out of her depth against Dern. And she only has herself to blame for Which it. Which baffles... But, doesn't that make it even more baffling, Dan? 
that well, she took it to the floor when she was so out of her depth. Yeah, um, a bit. Uh, it makes me think that when she's training and, and doing all her sparring in her camp, is she just sparring to spar for spar's sake? So having these different types of stylists, females and males, I guess, because you know, our girls spar with the guys as well, and just sparring according to what type they're uh, and you know strategizing for whoever you're up against. But surely, if you know you're going to be competing against a certain type, especially someone like Dern, you'd be trying to emulate or getting your partners to emulate that what and trying to doing? fight to... Yeah. So it makes me think she's she, in a camp, she's just sparring for the sake of sparring. And, um, you know, if someone falls off balance, you go to the ground to take a top position. And I think she just did it out of instinct. Um, that's the only thing I could think of that there was reasoning why she went down. Because I can't imagine a camp was saying to go down. I just don't know what in her head was. I think it was just a reaction because that's how she's been training. Just a rush of blood, maybe that. Yeah, I don't know. But I was very surprised, very I was disappointed because I was looking forward to this fight um, because I felt like if she was able to get past um, that first sort of first round, I did feel yeah. like I'd like to see if Mackenzie Dern had the stamina to get into a, a bit of a war. And I felt yeah. like if Randa Marcos, if she'd made it a war, a striking war of three rounds, I felt like she had a good chance. Yeah, but she did. I mean, uh, she uh, just Marcus, played Marcus into her hands. Marcos isn't the prettiest MMAist in any yeah, particular no. area anyway, but she is a grinder. She's uh, definitely a fighting for him. Yeah, absolutely. And um, she'll keep coming. And if you don't figure her out, you're going to be in for a rough night. Um but you know, I just want to point out as well, the other thing that impressed me about Dern's decisions was now whether she actually planned to do this and had it as part of her strategy, um, it was really clever. And that was when you go for an armor plata, for, for which I think there's only ever been one armor plata finish in UFC. Yeah. Um, I and don't know whether that's... Over. UFC yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, but when she set it up, uh, one thing I say about the armor plata, it's a great way to get a top position, to create a scramble to get out. So I think it's good to hit the attempt of an armor plata because it removes your body weight uh, you know, the top person's body weight from you. Um, mm. And then if you strive for the Omoplata, you can either roly-poly to get out, which is going to get you in top position, or um, or they stack up. Now, uh, Marcus stacked up, and Stern, um, Dern took her backwards, which is, you know, the other direction you can go. And she actually took her backwards to get up on top, which was a really another really solid decision. Um, yeah. yeah, it is impressive. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. You know, with the way they fought, it absolutely went the right way. Yeah, anything to add, uh, Tom, on Mackenzie Dern's performance? It was really good. Nothing nothing more to add than that. I, I did really like the um, the guard work. It was, it was really good to watch, but you both have summed up there completely. Mm. Uh, nothing, nothing to add to that. Yeah, I apologize. I got a bit ranty then at the start of that. I was <laughs> I was just so shocked by it. Like, yeah, and I just she did just give her the win, though, didn't she? Like, it was just like I mean? handing it to her. Everyone know. I, I, the only thing I know about Mackenzie Dern is I know she's world class jiu jitsu, right? Is she a world yeah. champion. Yeah, yeah, I think she's. Been... So, yeah, when she's she decorated. On her, when she ends up on her back for her incompetence in the striking area, you're gonna be like, "Come on, come back, come back up." You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nuts, like, nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. But you know, um, pressure moments. These things happen. You know. Yeah, it couldn't mm. just be a rush of blood or. You know, it was the pressure of the situation for, for the other lady, I'm sure. Mm. So, yes. Um, for, I've got her name, Randa. Marcus. Randa, Randa Marcos, yeah. Randa Marcos. Um, 
So next up we had uh, rank number 11, Johnny Walker is his rank number 12, Ryan Spann. With, this was chaotic, uh, with Johnny Walker picking up the win via TKO, via strikes. Very interesting from many different angles. Um, first of all, the, the, main, you know, the first angle, Johnny Walker came into the UFC absolutely decimated, I think, four guys in very short succession. Then lost two on the bounce um, and looked massively out of his depth in his last fight. I'd say uh, physicality and will got Johnny Walker this win. And yeah, and new new coach, I think, as well. <laughs> barn burner. So the way he fought left too many opportunities for his yeah. opponent. Do you see what I'm saying? You know, it's it's like a war of attrition, essentially. But he's given his opponent too many opportunities. Well, that's why he got dropped. He's yeah. so reckless. They're so intent on on doing the damage that they should know that their strikes hit hard enough anyway. Just make them land. And don't forget the rest. Middleweight as well. Yeah, you know. You know what gonna... me, Danny tells me all the time? The form. It's the dance. It's the dance between getting your shot, landing. And um, they just go to hell for leather with the intent of, well, doing the most damage. And yes, that got him the win, but it didn't put half put him in harm's way as well. And oh, I was God, I was wondering if them hammer fists were legal. Right, so I was going to talk about this now. Um, that was so, was so um, driven in his head to just do damage. It was like yeah. a survival type of thing going on. So yeah. you know, I didn't see no judicious shots being picked. It was just swinging. So in the finishing uh, finishing uh finishing but they had um walker uh kind of is stood over span he hits him with some hammer fists and then he finishes him with a massive elbow which was beautiful by the way um the coach of ryan span was straight in the cage ran straight over to dana white was screaming at him about illegal shots um but herb dean put a video up about an hour after the fight i think it was uh, explaining why not one of the shots was illegal and 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 basically the difference of it and stuff. So as far as I'm concerned, that's good enough for me. Herb Dean's one of the best in the business. Now I understand why Ryan Spann's coach was incredibly frustrated because Ryan Spann probably should have won that fight from some of the positions he had had earlier in the fight, but he didn't capitalise when he did because he, he knocked Walker over I think twice or maybe even three times. Um, which I'll talk about in a minute, about Walker seems to go down every time he gets hit, which is a big problem if you're trying to walk people down all the time. Um, but I just hope that Ryan Spann doesn't get dropped by the UFC because of the way his coach uh, behaved afterwards and approached Dana White because he didn't do it in the right way. He was quite loud. He was quite aggressive. It was picked up by the cameras. Like, all the things that you don't want to happen kind of happened. And then to make it worse, this, what he was saying was incorrect. That makes it... Like, if those shots were illegal, then at least he'd kind of have that to mm. kind of fall back on. But, I don't know. Dana White, it depends what mood Dana White's in, really. Hopefully he's in a good mood because of Chimev. But... I don't know. I hope Brian Spann doesn't suffer for someone else's comments and yeah. behaviour because it wasn't a good look. They've and like I say, time, though, you know, this, you know, they've seen everything in the UFC. So yeah, but they, they would see it from a bit of empathy and understanding. I'd, I'd like to think so, but yeah. I think it's amplified because there's no fans there. 
so the fact that so everything is picked up and you could hear him screaming at Dana like what the fuck is this blah 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 illegal shots and then it makes it worse that they weren't illegal um Dan what do you make of that as a coach can you understand this frustration can you see where he was coming from do you think he was out of order where are you, yeah, where I mean, are you on that you can't you can't go approaching Dana White in that way you just can't go doing that um yeah, you go through the correct means if you've got a dispute about something that you think you've seen. <laughs> you can't go shouting off to Dana White. You just don't do that. It's not going to do you no favours whatsoever. Even oh, if you, he, he was right. Dana White? Did he confront Dana White? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. I'm looking at the back. Yeah, yeah, I can see it yeah. in the background. Okay, that's, no. that's not good. No, oh, that's not, not good. They, they even in a position to be doing that. Yeah, absolutely. I, even yeah. if he was correct and they were illegal strikes, you, you go through the correct channels. Yeah. And you just don't do it that way. So, yeah, um, yeah I hope Span, because Span's a good guy, man. And he's a good fighter as well. Yeah. And it'll be such a shame if he gets consequences because of his coach's behaviour. Yeah, he's, um, a good, he's, a, he's like a God-fearing good person as well. By all Yeah, accounts. he, he seems is absolutely to be... a really good character and would not deserve to be cut because of uh, other people's etiquette or lack yes. of in the cage. Yes. Um, I hope but, they have empathy and understanding for the situation. Yeah, let's hope so. I, I'm sure... Now, Dana White is very, very firm, but I also think, for the most part, he is fair, and yeah. I think he will not be consequential to Span. He, he'll know Span's a good guy, yeah. um, and he's got well, potential. Dana White's uh, seen all sorts, hasn't he? So, yeah, like, he has. Like yeah. That, I think someone like that would really get under his skinny butt. But, but, yeah, but Ryan Span is not Conor McGregor. In terms yeah, of Conor yeah, McGregor gets away with everything because he's Conor McGregor. Yeah. Like we've seen Dana White drop lower fighters for less. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I, I, you know, I hope because Ryan Spann yeah. looked good the last few fights, and yeah, I think yes. this was a good fight. It was chaotic. Um, so Danny, I wanted to speak to you. We've talked about Johnny Walker loads, like over the last year in various formats. We were very excited by his initial entrance to the UFC. Um, so I mentioned, like, I think he's got a problem in that. I'm not saying he hasn't got a chin because he has. I don't think he was. Be, I think he's only been knocked out once. But you saw in this fight, every time he does get hit clean, he does seem to lose his balance or he gets a little bit dis disorientated briefly. Which you know that happens to many fighters. There's certain yeah. fighters who've just got like a button, which if you catch them there, they go. But and he he does seem to be able to recover quickly. But the problem I've got with it is, if that's the case, the way he fights is very aggressive. He tries to walk down the fighters. Now, to me, that's a problem if every time you get hit, you've got to avoid getting hit if you yeah. go down quite easily. Um, from an aggressive point of view and his offense, I think he's a very strong fighter. I think you could see a massive improvement in his groundwork, his grappling probably from John Kavanagh. Um, and I think that that was the difference between him losing this fight and winning this fight, actually. I think um, the fact that when he did get taken down or when he got knocked down and um, Span instigated a grapple on the ground, um, Johnny Walker was actually able to get out of it, which I don't think he would have been able to previously. And then, obviously, it led to the strikes, which finish it. But I kind of was interested in your take on what I've just said there about him going one seeming to go down every time he's caught clean, being a fighter that tries to walk people down, um, the improvement in his grappling, but also the fact that 
he makes his fights so chaotic that it's very difficult to control what's going on during the fight. Mm. And lastly, um, did you see the difference in his entrance and his behaviour after the cage? So he didn't dance to the ring and he didn't yeah. do somersaults and all sorts afterwards. Yeah. Either. I know I've just yeah. asked you like six questions, but yeah, I just, okay. that's the general stuff. I think uh, I think going under John Cavanaugh was a great idea. And I think the reason why you didn't see him dancing and getting himself hot, so hyped up is because John wouldn't have wanted him to do what he did do in the striking, which is to go nuts and crazy and put it up into percentages. Um, mm. I don't think it's because he's got a dodgy chin that he's getting rocked. He's six foot six. And generally people that sort of tall, uh, a little less coordinated. Uh, when they get rocked, they look more gangly and all over the place. Um, um, so I don't think it's a chin issue. I just think that he's open and wild. And these guys are big guys. They're not small. Um, and, and it's going to rock you when you get planted on. And that's what keeps happening. Now, um, have I seen improvements? Yes, I have seen improvements regards his ground. He was able to deal with that ground situation. Because, look, if I, if I was in Span's corner, I'd be saying, look, He's been shown up to have holes in his grappling. He, he looked terrible. I can't remember who he was up against uh, off the top of my head now, but he, he got grappled and mauled, didn't he? He just had oh, yeah. no answers. And so going on to John Kavanagh, you're definitely going to improve your ground and you're definitely going to improve your strategy to get back to your feet. Um, so survive the ground to, to get stood up and live another day. But these behaviour on the feet was not what John Kavanagh would have wanted. I know John Kavanagh would have been screwing and he certainly would have been giving him a telling off, I'm sure, about that kind of strategy. Okay, he pulled it off. But if this is going to be, that if he does this the next fight, it could be him getting put down and put down for the finish. And like, you know, he did get knocked down twice. It so easily could have been Span's night. It, it was thrown up into percentage chances. Um, but the finish, he pulled it off. Um you know, I think it's partly because he's can wrestle a little bit better now and I think he could get up to the feet better than he could before, which is being under John Kavanagh. And you're right, that led to him getting the win. But my goodness, he could have still gone against him, um, even with those improvements. But I think you're not seeing him dance. I'm not, I don't think you're seeing him go crazy after because John Kavanagh's trying to calm him down. He's trying to make him become a martial artist. And um, you'll see better things from Walker's striking if he stays under John Kavanagh. I just don't think that's what John would have wanted. Um, I don't think that's what's supposed to have happened. But what's happened has happened, and he's pulled off a win again. So we've got to give it to him. He stays in the UFC. He's learning yeah. on the job. He's so young. He's learning yeah. on the job. Yeah, 26. It's difficult, isn't yeah. it, to learn wow. as you go Yeah, But fighting in the pocket is a strategical thing that you do if you're falling behind um, and you have to push the gas tank on someone. You say, yeah, okay, get in the pocket. You start going toe-to-toe, -to -toe. Um, especially if you're falling behind somewhat. I, I get that then, but you don't go toe-to-toe from the beginning. I mean, it's great viewing, but John must have been, for that short You could hear John Carpenter shouting, um, take your time, uh, calm, yeah. I think calm down, pick your shots. Um, yes, we talked absolutely. about Conor McGregor picking his shots and finding mm. the right angle and then, you know, that making that shot count mm. rather than wildly. You never, when, like, when was the last time you saw Conor McGregor wildly go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anyone. I think probably exactly. mm. Alvarez maybe once. And that's probably he it, really. He doesn't. Mm -hmm. Because he yeah, waits he and he waits and he picks his shot. Um, he doesn't and waste I say, anything. If Johnny Walker keeps improving, 
while still keeping his power and then becomes a fighter who can pick his shots like Conor McGregor does under Kavanaugh, then he could be really dangerous. But equally, yeah. if he keeps going like this and loses a couple of fights, the UFC might be like, well, the hype train's over. However, they do like fighters which make entertaining fights. Like if you look yeah, at but... someone like John Phillips, has picked yeah. up a lot of losses in that mm. middleweight division, but they keep him because he's entertaining and he'll fight yeah. anyone. So it's there's a a fine line, isn't there? I think uh, with that. Yeah, yeah. It's not a, a position as a fighter that I'd be comfortable being yes. in, in yeah. having fifty fifty results just well, because you're exciting. I mean, that's sort of the tricks that you know, Pride used to do. And yeah, um, well, the uh, other problem, sort of Dan, Be- Be- Bellator's becoming guilty of. Yeah, the other problem with it, mate, is is like. So he's ranked, he's ranked 11, he's won, he's probably going to go up to at least 10th. Now, mm. what you've got to think is they're going to probably put him in with a top 10 fighter from the middleweight division. Mm. But let me tell you something, the UFC <laughs> okay. middleweight division, yeah, if he tries to go toe-to-toe with some of those fighters, he better learn, not learn, but he better learn, yeah, he better learn fast. Because he's mm. learned, like Tom said, he's learned on the job, he's 26, and... Um, Let's just have a quick look at the middleweight rankings of the UFC. Um, look, UFC is the cream of the crop, so of course... The way every that Johnny div- Walker fights, I feel like he wastes so much of his God-given power. And his energy, mate, as well. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, like, his like, gas tanks. Just, it, and his body composition. He's his height, his reach. Nicely. He, 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 can, mm. like, he can tease his way in, and he could, like I said earlier, he could be more judicious with his shots. A little bit of shades of a McGregor. The way McGregor uh, dominates the footwork in the arena, and he gets the the, uh, the opponent moving to where he wants, so he can mm. land the shots. Because he's so athletically gifted in his body, it's just his mindset when he's fighting, and it's leaving him to take so much damage he doesn't need to be taking. Yeah, hundred percent. It's so much harder to to train the heavy light heavyweight and heavyweight divisions to fight like this. I am. Um, smaller coaches and. Yeah, I apologise. I said uh, middleweight. I think just now he's actually um, light, light heavyweight. Right. Light heavyweight. Yeah. But the you know the point still stands when you're you know he's going to be ranked ten in that light heavyweight division, and he needs to improve because um, he's leaving them some of his light heavyweights. Yeah, but I, I do think he is. I do think he is going to be on the improve. Like I say, you know, we saw differences just for the fact that he's gone under yeah. John Kavanagh. And I think yeah. John Kavanagh will tone down his striking. It, it may have just been too soon for this fight to put down, those changes. He will take more of that power through. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Well, because that would be yeah. so much more dangerous. The, the power be landing clean on the chin because he aimed it there. Yeah. And, uh, and rather than just... Way throwing in bunches, crazy yeah. hard bunches to, to hope one lands. You know, he, the thing is as well, in his early um, you know, fights in UFC, he kind of got away with it. So it yes. became a pattern. But he that he was fighting... Um, he wasn't fighting top-level fighters then. No, was he, he wasn't. But nevertheless, there had been a pattern and he got yeah. comfortable with that pattern and started relying on that pattern. Yeah, um, it's like that... It, we we yeah, talk yeah. about Agapova. Agapova just... She created a pattern... And and she stuck to it so much and so then, that it actually went it, against her in the end. Yeah, when it broke, she didn't know what to do. Um, oh, yeah, that's it. So, Johnny Walker's ranked 11th at the moment. 
So I'm going to read out some of the names uh, from the top 15. You've got, at 13th, you've got um, Mag Magmed Ankele Ankelov, Kalev, Ankelov, um, who's obviously <laughs> a great fighter. Then you've got Ryan Spann, Johnny Walker. You've got Misa Shirkinov, which I think would be a really good fight for Johnny Walker. Nikita Krylov. Anthony Smith is the one that I would put him up against next. Uh, mm. Vulcan Ozdemir. Uh, Prochaka. And then you've got Alexander Rakic, uh, Rakic Glo Glover Textera, uh, Blasiewicz, Thiago Santos, and Dominic Reyes. For me, I would be keeping him away from the likes of Krylov, Ozdemir, uh, Rakic. I would be looking at Anthony Smith, possibly Sirkinov, um and maybe like a Glover Sarah, maybe. Yeah, Glover, Glover will run I, him down with his yeah, boxing. Yeah, I think it's a bit early for that. And, I think, and, and he will do him on the ground as well. Yeah, I um, think the fight for him is Anthony Smith, because Anthony Smith's in a bit of a bad yeah, match. It's a yeah, good name. I, you know what? Smith will have to win it. You will have to win it. The other the yeah. other option is someone behind him. So you've got Ankalov, uh, Rua, or Paul Craig, uh, which would all be good, quite good fights for him, but as a young fighter, I'm assuming he's going to want to fight up rather than back. But yeah. then maybe, like I look at the names above him, and Anthony Smith's the only one which I think, yeah, that if I'm like if I'm booking it from a UFC want to make Johnny Walker a star, and I'm booking it from a Johnny Walker wants to progress up the rankings. The majority of those fighters in the top ten, I think, would run through him so you don't want that from those points mm. of view so then you're looking at for me Andy Smith would be a good test for him good fight it's a big name but I think he could win you know he's capable of winning all of them of course but um, I think Paul Craig would be an interesting fight um, Rua would be mm. an interesting fight I would not put him against um, Magmed and Kalov I can nah. tell you that much because no. that would be that could be a career ender for him. Yeah. Not a career ender, but a UFC career ender at least. Tom, who would you put him against next? If you were well, Greg, Dana White, Greg could be a good fight um, for um, if you were for um, for both guys really. Well, yeah, I think Paul Greg. He lost his last fight. Am I right in saying Paul Greg? Uh, I think he did. Yeah. Did yeah. just double check that? Uh, or, or did he win? It wasn't that long well, ago, it, was it? No, that's a, that's a good uh, fight. Paul Craig lost well. to Antigalov yeah, in his last fight for submission. Yeah, how did that go? Because we covered fight. it. Um, what, how did that fight go uh, down? He lost by submission uh, in the first round to Antigalov. But the fight before that, he beat uh, him and Rua went to a draw. And the fight before that, he beat Morea via submission. Um, That'd be, so he, I think Paul Craig and Johnny Walker would be a really good fight to make. Mm, uh, a lot of yeah, play for them to gain and the stage that they're both at in their career. I think mm. that would be a really good fight. Yeah, and I think like Paul Craig needs a win. Um, yeah. He's been very kind of win-lose, win-lose. So I think he needs to get up a bit ahead of steam. So I think it would suit him. And again, I think it would be a good Johnny fight. Johnny Walker would be a great name for him to do it. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, and very beatable for him. Sure. Yeah, indeed. Um, okay. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I still like the Andy Smith. Um, we talked about um, fighters who who impress and who do well for the fans. Someone who the UFC loves. 
is Kazmat Chimeev. Uh, he faced Gerard Mierschneit Shirt. Um, it didn't last long, 17 seconds. Um, well, I will say before we talk about this very long fight is uh, Chimeev. If you look at social media, YouTube, all the things, the metrics which the UFC will have a very close eye on. The only people who do bigger numbers are the likes of Conor McGregor, John Jones, etc. He is a very popular person, very popular fighter with not just the people of Sweden and America, but the UK, uh, Europe, and also the casual fans as well, like the mainstream fans. He is uh, a star in the making. He's only fought three times in the UFC, all in this last three months. And um, he came in, he started to fight, he kicked him in the midsection, knocked him out with a right and walked off. It was like Stone Cold Steve Austin, kicked him in the gut, <laughs> smashed him in the face and left. Nine professional fights, right? It's nine and nine. Nine and nine. Eight, yeah, yeah. That, would, that made him but nine and no, didn't it? If he's um, generating so much interest with only nine professional fights, this is incredible. a good no. position to be in. You know well, I, mean? I don't think it, 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 has, has he even broken one minute in the UFC cage yet. <laughs> it's just yeah, long for I think everyone. John Phillips was, decision, John no, Phillips was longer than that, wasn't it? Yeah. It didn't last yeah, like a massive no, It didn't last round. that long. He got, he's still got grappled up. Yeah. Um, but take us through the fight, Dan. Like, I know it wasn't very long. It was, uh, you know, it was over and done within 17 seconds, he, but... Yeah, Moshe, he was footworking towards Chimev's power hand. I mean, it's a big knock. He was backing off straight away, yeah, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, initially when you're circling towards the power hand, you need to be pouring something out to that side to to fix the potential striking hand, the power side coming at you. You have to you have to be threatening on something. But um, he didn't. He he just waited. And, and yeah, if you wait, you're going to get delivered upon. And Chimev delivered it. Yeah, he's he's walking towards his right side. I mean, it's just loaded up. Um, could have survived longer than that, but if he did go the right side, uh, the correct way, I still don't think it would have been very long from from what we're seeing. I mean, he's just running through everybody so so quickly. Um, yeah, exciting prospect. I just want to see how he performs when someone can actually meet him force on force a little bit. So, um, he's not even in the top fifteen yet, is he? Which is frightening in the south yeah um, some of the top 15s in the middleweight division uh brad tavares edmund shabossian uriah hall chris weidman deck brunson dan till romero herman hermanson costa robert whitaker um akhmedov vittori any of those where you think that's who i'd put him against oh crikey for me uriah hall I would love yeah. to see that fight. Yeah. Um, Hall or Till, I think. I, cause, yeah, that would be an interesting one. But then again, that could be dangerous for Till. It is a fight for you. Darren Till. He's too soon to make him, um, to have him and Till fighting right now as well, do you think? Mm, yeah, yeah. He's only just coming to UFC. I know, you but know, they... You could build up to that fight. You, you really could, though, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. of course you could. Yeah. But doing the... Num- like, I'm looking at it as what I think... Dana White's going to look at because he's so excited by him, the things he's saying. Yeah. I just think he's going to throw him a name next. And if he does the same thing, he's going to throw him another name. Hall, yeah. Like you said, would be a good one. Yeah, Hall would be a good one. Last name. And he's Uriah Hall, I think, is 
a big enough name, but not like you're not giving him like Darren Till or Romero yeah. or someone like Costa or someone. You at least expect him to get out the first round. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I wouldn't give, I wouldn't give him Edmund Shabossian because I don't think that does Shabossian any favours whatsoever. Like, because Shabossian's got, you know, he's building up a nice little reputation for himself. You don't want to throw him to the wolves just yet. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? Like how quickly he's come in and, you know, Chris Weidman, maybe, Uri Hall, those two, two experienced fighters. Put, do, you, mm. do you put yeah, him Weidman, against him? That could be good. Weidman, could be I good. think, could uh, be a yeah. good one. Um, I mean, Weidman's just, just getting himself sorted again, isn't he? He, he won his last one out. You know, yeah. It was tough. He pushed through. Next up, we had the lightweight uh, Donald Cerrone fought Nico Price to a majority draw. Um I will pass this over to you two now, but just quickly, I will say I think what this fight showed uh, is that how good Conor McGregor can still be on his day because he actually starched Donald Cerrone, um, and people said, "Oh, Donald Cerrone's past it. He, you know, he, it, it wasn't a proper fight for Conor McGregor." Blah 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 blah. Look, Donald Cerrone, Nico Price tried to do what Conor McGregor did and wasn't able to. Donald Cerrone was very impressive. Showed he could still do it. Over to you guys. He is a big guy. I've seen him get knockouts from underneath as well. So, um, the thing with Serrani, the reason why he got starched by McGregor, it depends on where you catch the fight at, what stage they're at in their life. Do you see what I'm saying? I I, I feel like on another day, Serrani could be hard for McGregor. So, like, timing is everything in in this game as well. because, one, yeah, it depends on where you catch someone where they're at in their life. So, something that went against Cerrone often in his career is that he's just too calm in the chaos, mm. just too mm. calm. And then you need that fine balance. But he, he seemed to have it in in this fight because I see there's Nico Price was in more of an elevated state than Cerrone, where Cerrone was like emotionally centered, always in the middle when he fights, which is one of his biggest attributes. Vice versa has always worked against him many times. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. But that is that is that is the the interesting thing about Cerrone. It's it is the mindset. It really is. It's um it's hard for me to explain it to words the way I see things sometimes. But no, you've explained um, it really well. Yeah, and I agree with what you said. Yeah. So, what about you, Dan? Um, what do you make of it? Yeah, I mean, at the beginning, I was thinking, oh no, you know. This is looking horrible for Cerrone. But we have seen this time and time again, even when Cerrone was a younger man. We've seen him start slow. Um, but once he gets his rhythm, starts to look good, then starts to look better, then starts to look fantastic. Uh, it even he happened in that first round. So long. Oh, yeah. What and you, what, what impresses me is is his is, is durability, not, not just to yeah. take punishment, but his, his cardio. You know, this guy must train and eat clean all the time because he's still really in amazing shape. It was Nico Price that was the one looking gassed and washed out. Yeah. Um, never did I see Cerrone look like he was you know, drawing for breath and looking like he needs to back off. Cerrone stayed centred throughout the whole entire Absolutely. fight. Absolutely, he did. He did. He did. It's like, um, Shrone, where's, where's your mind and spirit at when you're fighting? Yeah, and he, Shrone, he wasn't perfect in it, but his experience really showed through. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was uh, dishonourable to, to have a draw at all. I, I was really struggling to 
think who would, should have won it, especially with the eye poke, um, you know, incident. But Cerrone in that second half of that first round started to really come back at Nicker Price. And, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It was a, it was a great display of, of warrior, which we've just seen time and time again. He's still doing it, you know, while he's relatively long in the tooth now um, doing the sport. But cardio is amazing. Uh, his chin held up, um, absolutely amazing. Um, and, yeah, he's showing he's still relevant. Yeah. What can you say? I want to know he's where his, um, motivation comes from. I think he, he <clears> just <throat> has a love with the, the fight game. He yeah. has a love for it. This yeah. guy ain't nervous. He's he's there enjoying yeah. every essence of it. Other stuff. All the other stuff that motivates these athletes, they're looking at the validation, they want the glory, they want the fame. Like, Attention. These, yeah. these external things do not, they do not, he's past it. No, so he's in it to so just be in it. Yeah, exactly. This is, um, it's almost a bit of a curse as well sometimes. Like, like the, the, you've got to look at what motivates people to fight. This is it. Mm. And um, that's. Yeah, some fighters fight because they can't yeah. let, some fighters just can't let go. Um, yeah, but I feel like with Cerrone, it's not even that. I just think he's enjoying yeah. doing what he's doing, and until yeah. someone tells him, "Hey, enough's enough," I can't, I can't see him he's, making the decision himself. I'm going to hang up my gloves. I think it's going to going to be after Dana. Yeah, it's just going to be Dana White. It's going to have to say, "Hey, man, look, you've you've done amazing." I think well, it's funny time. Enough, Dana White has come out since yesterday's fight and said he wants to sit down and talk to Cerrone about potentially retiring, which he's trying he, to protect him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's horrible to see um, people try and make a name off someone like Cerrone as well. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. after all they've done in the sport, what they've been through, their journey, their psychological processes they've gone through, and then you get these, these um, young kids come up that they don't deserve to have their names on the record. But, yeah. but that's what tends to happen. So mm. he needs a nice get-out, or, or, or hopefully it leads him to a higher goal. That's what Yeah, where'd sure you, he where'd you go? He probably already does. Mm. He, he must... You know, he has maybe an entrepreneurial mindset as well. Maybe he's got that ranch or... It's difficult, though, when you know you're fighting for... When you've got someone who's fighting for the love of it, how yeah. do you tell him, you know, enough's enough? Yeah. Because he is... He, he, you know, he's not... He's, yeah. he's, he's made his money. It's just a case of he loves this shit, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does. Because a fight like an EK Price, for, for someone like Conor... Uh, not Conor McGregor, Donald Cerrone, I, I would find it hard in Donald's position to see the motivational reason to have that fight because it serves Nico Price going forward better mm. but like obviously Cerrone just doesn't give a rats about all these other kind of things that he just he don't care he just fights yeah. and that's actually pretty cool yeah, pretty cool. He's but, not, yeah. He's not, you know the superficial but, things they don't motivate mm. him to fight it's internal yeah but he's like in that. it but what's important to add he's clearly in it to to win it and not just purely in it for the experience yeah. of just fighting because yeah. he was shooting in doing takedowns at the time that it was good to do it. Um, he was trying to mix it up to steal the round. So it goes to show he knows where he's at in every round. He, he gets a sense of whether he's falling behind or not. And um, I really wouldn't have been surprised if he got the nod for the win because of the way he performed in that third round. Okay, he, he wanna... never got big scores with the takedowns, but he never listened. He scored some takedowns and he got a clean back take as well, again, couldn't make anything of it because Nico Price was slick in his defence. But um, yeah, see, uh, also at do? certain stages in people's career, like how pliable is his actual fighting? Because 
you, you always know what he kind of looks like when he fights, and he, he mm. does always to me seem pretty much very similar. Like obviously, mm. he has an infatuated knockout one year or you know back back of him, but his style is kind of consistently always the same. Whereas I still feel like it'd be so interesting to see. But obviously, when you've been fighting that that long, these patterns are set, they're embedded into his nervous system and everything. So he probably always look the same. But uh, I think if he if there's be some way he could actually make his style look completely different. But I doubt it now. He's been fighting. Yeah, so but I, I think he was trying though. I mean, we saw that yeah. um, spinning back kick to the liver, and if you look at that yeah. in slow mo, that was on target. Um, yeah. And he was doing quite, quite a few old body kicks in this one. Um, and like I say, we see him shooting in a lot more. So he definitely yeah. was stepping it up. And one thing I think I have seen, especially since he fought Nate Diaz, I mean, Nate Diaz boxed him up, yeah. really boxed him up. And one thing I have noticed is that um, Sharoni, when he's reminded to, um, starts putting in some lovely bobs and weaves into yeah, beautiful yeah. counters. Um, so he's definitely advancing his game and still finding ways to improve. And like I say, yeah. he's definitely in it to still win it, other than yeah. the fact that we know he loves to fight. He's definitely yeah. trying to win it because he's choosing to shoot when he feels that he might be slipping behind in the round of the fight. He's trying to mix it up, so to speak. And, yeah, it just impresses me. Sort of, you don't want to see the back of him, but you kind of do just for his own safety and because he's received so much punishment over the years. And you just don't want to see such a legendary guy just take it too far and in a few years' time hear him in interviews you know, oh, talking like he's got, it's what, 37, something like that, I think. But, I mean, he oh my God, he's had, it, yeah, he does, yeah. but he's a, had, he's a, got mileage on that 37 years. It's not just the yeah. fact that he's 37, he's got mileage on it. That's um, why he needs a higher goal, because if he comes away from the fighting, he will decline physically and mentally. Yeah, yeah. Because the yeah. goal keeps you growing as a person, and then if he come, retires from that game straight away, that's when... Yeah, uh, but come on, uh, Tom, in, re no, realistically... Think, yeah, retire, but, but after an extensive career like that, he needs another goal yeah. for his own well-being. Like, sure, I understand what you mean. Yeah. Oh, right, you mean outside. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You yeah. never see him man. outside Because you can't just stop fighting. If you've been yeah. fighting your whole entire life, you cannot stop because you're going to go... It's, it's very difficult. I'm, I'm sure of that. You were, you never see him doing like pundit like media and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, like you see um, like, like DC and and yeah. Bispin and people. You never see uh, Cerrone do any of that stuff. He doesn't. He's never needed quite to. Interesting, isn't it? But it's not his like, personality. Not his personality. No, I wonder if he's got any interest in doing that. Like after his days are over, or I don't think he would. He's a cowboy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. He just goes back to the ranch and... Yeah. Yeah. Smokes it up. Well, yeah. Legend. Right. He's, he's, got, he's got his own training place there, hasn't he? So he'll be producing yeah. fighters of his own right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Let's finish off then. Uh, the main event of the evening was Colby Covington beating Tyrone Woodley uh, via a TKO, but it was an injury injury to uh, Tyrone Woodley. Um I just want to say quickly about Tyrone Woodley. Um, I said a couple of weeks back that for the last few fights, I really felt like there was something missing from Tyrone Woodley as if I don't know whether it's like he's kind of made his name and his money and he can't find the motivation. I don't know what it is, but there's something missing. And I am le legitimately worried that at some point he's going to get seriously hurt because I don't think his heart's in it. And I don't think that boxing or MMA 
is the place to be and fight regularly at the top level if your heart's not in it. And I really believe that Tyrone Woodley's heart is not in it anymore. He does not look the same fighter that he was when he was champion. Ever since he lost that belt, ever since those two Wonderboy fights, which got universally slammed as boring as so-and-so, which they were, I don't think he's been the same. He's ne- I can't remember the last time I saw him be really aggressive and go after a fighter. He, seems, back fight, he just seems he? more worried about what his opponents are going to do to him. And mm. I, I worry for him genuinely because I think he's a good guy. Like, I just think his heart's not in it for whatever reason. Whatever the reason is. Um, anymore, no. Mm. I just... I don't know what it is. But um, tell us about the fight, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he started off looking like he was going to come forward and he did. For, for, for a moment, but Covington did the right thing. Um, he was mixing up the wrestling and the striking. He, he showed Covington showed such good kickboxing skills, really did. But the shoot he did, he shot in on the rear leg when uh, Woodley looked for the cross hand, and it's actually something we've been working on uh, in training. That when is it safe to shoot in on that rear leg? Um, there's only a few times that it is safe to do so. And one of them is when someone loads up with their rear hand, their cross hand. And Woodley, as we know, he loads up on that cross hand. You kind of kind of see it coming. He, he, he sends you a postcard saying, there comes my r- right hook, right cross. And um, Covington shot him beautifully and put him on his back. And straight away, oh, wow. you know, to, yeah. And, and to, to come back up off the ground takes energy, gets your heart rate up. And I don't think it suits Woodley to, to um, face grind. He's not a labourer. He doesn't like... To, to be work intensive doesn't like that um, and he then settles for the fence and that, this is what we saw we saw him settle for the fence so often and Covington's just going to work you to death uh, but Covington he, you've got to admit though he, he was impressive he, he didn't overwork himself he just you know, was at that right pace all the time making good, good decisions and he was landing that right hook repeatedly but Dan you know what that. that takedown that takedown in the first round that completely nullified um, Woodley's ability or belief in his striking straight mm-hmm. away. Because of that yeah. takedown, he stopped uh, looking to go forward and he stopped looking to 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 make any sort of offensive strikes generally. Um, yeah. And I thought strategically it was such a clever thing to do from Colby Covington where Woodley hit a couple of strikes and Kobe Covington straight away in that early in the first round, it's taken him down, and it's completely changed Woodley's mindset. Yeah, yeah. Um, think about think about uh, uh, the, the skill of the strategy that was put in play here. Woodley, if he was going to win, was going to win because he was going to land that cross punch at some point, and he was going to lay and pray for it. And um, you remember we said last week the only way he's going to win is by landing that because Covington's going to stay in and try to work the cardio too hard and open himself up to it. He didn't do that. But what he did do is he shot in on the rear side when he threw that cross hand. So the takedown was going to be an issue for him throwing that cross hand. And he was also throwing um, the cro- uh, the body shot to that right side of Woodley. And also the head kick to the right side of Woodley, occupying that arm, making it have to stay there. Whenever he launched it, there was a threat of the taken down, takedown. And if he thought about releasing it, he knew that he could be facing the head kick or a body kick. A brilliant strategy, it really was. It, it nullified Woodley's only way to win. Absolutely. Um, what impressed you most about uh, Covington, Tom? I like um, 
his pressure fighting is something I kind of emulate for myself, actually. You, mm. you, I can see when he's pressing forward, he presses forward with a nice, tight clinical form. People don't talk enough about how good his striking is. He throws good, judicious roundhouse kicks, just enough always to the body, they always land. I need to go back and see if he's doing it to their blind side or not, when when the body's open, you know, like a... No, he's, he's doing it to the open switch, side quite often. Yeah, the open is, side, it yeah. Switch, is it a switch roundhouse he's often doing, Danny? From uh, no, he, he's fighting southpaw. So, okay, yeah, he's so, he's, so those opposite stance, so he's kicking to the, uh, yeah, we call it open gate when the hips are, yeah, when it opposite yeah. forms, so you throw the body kick there. It makes sense to throw that. He, his style is really economical. So yeah, like, yeah, um, he, he, he threw his, energy. yeah, he threw his shots at about 80%, so he could throw yeah. a lot of them, which are all potentially and dangerous. He's got good bottle and nerve, because he, he's pretty tough. He's, well, very tough, he's, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he gets, he gets into that, that pocket where, where he's vulnerable and he holds his composure. And then when I study, I see his opponents. I haven't watched that many fights of his, but from what I have seen, when he's in the correct range, they seem to be slightly hesitant and, mm. like, um, well, wary. And then he gets into his good flow in, into the fight and then presses him forward. It's it's a good system. It works. It's, it's very simple, judicious striking going forward economical great form the form is what mm. makes it so effective as well pressing them forward on the back foot backed up with solid fundamentals in the wrestling and good fence work and yeah. the rhythm he fights on a good rhythm so yeah yeah he dis he, displa yeah. he displaced uh, any kind of attempt at rhythm from Woodley because he would shoot yeah. in all of a sudden he, he was just mixing it up so well and with such yeah. good timing and uh, I felt really sorry for Woodley when he was on his back he, he got cut from an elbow strike didn't he I think that was in the third round was it yeah. um, and it was really troubling him um, it'd be interesting uh, to see how bad that rib injury was yeah, uh, the, the yeah. What happened? Course, course. Um, yeah. I think that was just was a movement weird, injury. Yeah, I just think it was during the the takedown that probably was the start of it. Um, when you're trying to resist a takedown, and you're twisting. Um, in the you know, mindset he's, a, he's in as well because he was course. losing the fight so badly. Because if when you got enough motivation to win, yeah, you can go through a lot of damage and not even know it's there. You can break. Like yeah, but break. separated yeah. ribs. I have separated ribs, and yeah. once they go on, you can't move. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah it's a horrible yeah, yeah. feeling. I think that's what's happened. It was didn't look. Couldn't see it. I couldn't yeah, see it, it, an impact on him that caused it. No, if it's an impact, you can you can say okay, it's a broken rib, but you can fracture ribs just through explosive movements when you're both fighting against each other's so twist and turn. But um, yeah. I think it was probably a rib separation. I think the cartilage other popped in or out on the rib. That's highly like, yeah, 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 and that agonising. That it's just not nice. He was in a lot of pain when he screamed. Yeah, he out. was. Like, he um, was. And these fighters, they don't like to show. They're weak with pain and no. stuff, but he was so in trouble. React like that. It was uh, something. Something was not good. Uh, so you know, we wish him well, and I hope. And like, I want people to understand as well. Like when I say about. Um, his heart's not in it, and etc. etc. I say that because I respect him as a man and a fighter. I give my honest opinion, and also, like uh, the last thing I'd want to see is is him tarnish what's been an exceptional career by carrying be. on just because he feels he should. And then at this stage in his life, though, potentially because he still looks very physically well and healthy. You know, good yes. time away from the game. And then to come back only when it suits him, you know, he could, uh, he's 
I guess he can still fight. It's, it's just whether yeah, he wants sure. it or not. Like, yeah. that that vehicle of his body, that's a fine vehicle for fighting. Look how supremely conditioned Oh, yeah. I haven't mm. heard of him, apart from his rib injury, I haven't heard of him have any... Yeah, but, you know, it's, it's, it's the mindset. It's the absolute mindset. Yeah, yeah you're right. Mindset. Physically, exactly he is incredible. That. But that's like, you know... He can do it. Physically, his body is good enough to, to be well... Yeah, but he ain't like there. To me, that's, his body, his body's like a Ferrari, and and then sticking it's like sticking a granny in to drive it. Yeah, you know, it a granny's going to drive out, and and he just doesn't have the desire. I think he's, so, I think he's done with the sport. I really do. That's what I, yeah, that's what we, what we're guessing. But when I say is the, the stage in his life, you just mm. don't know with these fighters. We're not. Do you see what I'm saying? Because mm. five years could pass, and he's still fit and healthy, and it's a burning desire from 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 inside you. You can't ignore it. You never know, mm. and and it, it just it will force you to fight. <laughs> Mm. Isn't it, Danny? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And, um, but I, I just is this psychology? It's absolutely. I think it's psychology. I mean, we're we're always you know having to guess because we don't know what goes in the, on no, their lives. So we, we can only go yeah. by what we see in the cage and try and put a guess to what we're seeing. But just giving it, an opinion, mate. At the end, it feels family. yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I, it just I get the sense that he's fighting because he's expected to fight. Yeah, and he's achieved and, so much now. As well. Yeah, he's, and and I think he feels like he has to still. Act the man and step up, and but it ain't there for him. Um, yeah. I, I would not be disappointed to see him hang his hands. I'd be disappointed, obviously, to see such a great fighter come out. But he's been truly derailed. He had his moment to shine. Um, some shine for a long time. Some are, are just a fleeting one. For him, it was quite fleeting. But he still did it. He can still say yeah. he did it. And I think he should just call it a day um, and leave it for these these young wads that are all coming up. No, there'd be no Indeed, disgrace mate. in him ending it as he has. Oh, He's no, had a great no. career. Nice. Yes. UFC world champion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was one of the one of the uh, the better UFC champions in, in recent memory. You know, at the yeah. end of the day, um, it was only really when he lost the title that things started to... Yeah, it went bad quickly you know, for him. Yeah. Um, all right. Just to finish off then, we're going to do our predictions for the UFC main card next week. Um, we're not going to go into a load of detail because we've done a long one already, but um, I want to do them just because it's a big, it's a big event. It's uh, UFC. What is it? Two five three. Three two five, two, five three. Yeah. Three. Um, okay, so main event. Oof. Mm, be a nasty one. So they do exciting. not like each other. Um, okay. Uh, who have you got for the? The main event, Adesanya versus Ricky Martin, as he calls him. Yeah. Uh, Paul, uh, yeah. Mr. I'm going to go Paul Acosta. I think he's I'm got the style. Well. Yeah, yeah, I think he's got the style to fluster Israel. Yeah. Uh, uh, just, uh, just, uh, he has to have space and room. He has to be at range. He has not been properly pressed, and I think Paul Acosta can press him. So, he, I think he's there. He wants it. He wants it. Oh, man. He wants to it. take him so yeah, badly. Yeah. If you had asked me this before Adesanya's last fight, I would have said Adesanya all day long. But um, Adesanya, I thought, in his last fight, struggled a little bit. And then I think of that. And then I think of Paulo Costa coming at him. And I think, oh, okay. That could be problematic for him. Really, really mm-hmm. quite problematic um so yeah it's uh, it's an interesting one 
but we'll but see how it goes. Had such a meteoric rise, so now yeah. he's got the belt. What keeps him? Because when you're on the chase, I, I bet you it's got to be a lot easier than than having the title because that 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 goal's in front of you, and now he's from the defensive standpoint. It's you know psychologically yeah for sure. Good for him. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Dominic Reyes versus Jan Blaschewicz for the interim light heavyweight belt. Who have you got, Danny? Right, I'm going to probably surprise a lot of people here, although I normally end up being wrong <laughs> with the guessing game. But I've been so impressed with uh, with Jan. Um, you know, his striking is really good. He presses up against the cage. He doesn't necessarily have to have the takedown. He works really, really well there. And I just think he's got striking enough and the size to push Dominic Reyes to the fence and, and just keep mauling him. I just think he's going to steal the. I think he's going to tire on him. I think he's naturally the bigger man in terms of body weight, and I think he'll impose that on 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 Dominic. I don't think Dominic's fought someone with Jan's style. Jan's really impressed me. Really impressed me. Okay, Tom. I'm going to say Jan. I, I haven't been studying this weight class, so um, but I believe yeah, Dominic has been. He has been really impressive, but yeah. I just think stylistically, Jan's going to cause problems for him. Yeah, yeah, I um, uh, I can't give you an educated answer, but I'd say Jan. Yeah, I was leaning towards that Jan, and and then I think Reyes has been very impressive since uh, returning. It's difficult, isn't it? I um I wouldn't be surprised to see either win, but I'm gonna go with Jan Blaschewicz as well. I think no, I'm gonna go with Dominic Dominic Reyes. I I've changed my mind. Dominic Reyes, he's looked mm-hmm. impressive. I'm gonna stick with him. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then the other one I wanted to ask you about was Hakim Duwadu versus Zubaya Chukogorov. Probably not how you pronounce it, but um, I believe that Zubaya is the next uh, from the next the next in line from Khabib's uh, team. Uh, yeah, highly thought of. I think I'm not hundred percent sure. I get confused by this. I can't say their names. Um, I'm going to go uh, Hakim Dawadu. I think he's going to. I think he's going to pull it off. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with uh, Zabaya. He's got. Um, even though Hakim's got the the leg reach and the reach advantage and the height advantage, and slight weight advantage, I'm going to go with Zabaya. And uh, you, Tom. Uh, is Zabaya Habib's teammate? I believe so, yeah. I'm going to go with them. I'm just going to say they have the mightiest touch at the moment, you know. Yeah. I feel like uh-huh. the, the morale will be high with them. And I feel like um, with Habib going for a lot, I don't know, they're just the warrior spirit. They they want to keep fighting, keep keep the momentum going. I think the morale will be strong. And that's, that's I don't even know who this guy is. So that's mm. all I can say on that one. But I think the, the team morale will be there. Yeah. And then lastly, the women's women's bout is uh, uh, Caitlin Vieira versus Sajira Banks in the bantamweight division. Danny? Yeah, Kate, Caitlin Vieira. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know who they are, so I'm going to say Caitlin. <laughs> got to trust in my coach, Danny. Yeah, <laughs> trust in the coach. Uh, uh, trust me, because I know all the women. Because I know uh, Danny's, uh, Danny's record of predictions... I'm going to go with Sajai. I, I think I was all right just recently. I think you did not better this week. Better yeah. this week than you have done recently, but I think I still won. 
just to say. <laughs> but I'll let you know when you lose, when when I lose, should I say. Um, <laughs> right, cool, wicked. I'm going to cut loads of this one. into clips. It has been a long one, the longest one we've done in a, a while. But um, mm. I'll cut the Cage Warriors preview into a little video so we can put that out this week. I'll cut the UFC predictions as well. And I'll cut uh, Tom talking about his fight as well. Give some people some little glimpses of what they're missing Hopefully if they're we'll not watching and listening. Well, Simon, yes, you indeed. Um, I'm sure we will, yeah. I'll drop you a message tomorrow and we'll sort it out and we'll have a, yeah. an exclusive yeah. with uh, Cage Warriors lightweight Tom Mearns. But Tom, it's been a pleasure, mate. I appreciate Thanks, it man. massively for you coming on. Um, we've had a fantastic... Yeah, I'll be back to discuss the win with you. Yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> it, mate. 100%. There's, in, There's a promise. The I'll be back in the gym with you, Danny, working after this After this, I, I have no doubt. Absolutely. And I've seen nothing but work yeah. for this camp, so I've been utterly yeah. impressed with you. So, like, it's um, a big, big mm. challenge there, Kieran Lister, but I absolutely, I'm so... I know I can beat him. You know mm. I mean? I will beat him. So then I can't wait to beat him and then to keep progressing forward, keep learning. Yeah, really I'll tell you, you what, Tom. That. As I promised you, I'll give you an oil check when or lose. I did <laughs> <laughs> that to Richard. Oh, God. Yeah, come on, seriously, let's get it. Let's get it. This it's this gonna, Saturday. Saturday. Uh, yes. You know I mean, yeah. Can't wait. It's going to be yeah, great. Absolutely. How can he beat me? He ain't been through what I've been through. You know what I mean? He don't mm. know what I know. It's a hard fight. I respect him. I res- you know, but no, I will be taking him out Saturday. Absolutely. It'll be, I'll be vicious on. Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, what, what, other, clip. Tr- what other, other guys had a bisexual coach that they've had to fight off all their time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're tough to be up here, Danny. You're messing me up here. But I'm telling you, <laughs> you messed me up, but you're tough to be up as well. Uh, mate, you may be the fighter I am, so I will be representing you on Saturday night. Yeah, no, seriously, uh, we yeah. will get that win, and I can't wait to be working and improving after this fight. Come on. Yes, yes, yes Tom. Yes, 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 come yeah. on. Right, and on that yeah. note, Danny, as always, a pleasure, mate. Tom, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week. We've had a fantastic run of guests these last five weeks, and hopefully we'll keep it going next week as well. Take it easy, my friends, and thank you for watching, listening. Whatever cheers, sir. Cheers, Tom. Take nice care, fun. Podcast Network.